there, lovely. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours. Hi, this is Candice Lease, Wendy Rodwell on Neighbours, and you are listening to the award-winning, the best podcast in the entire world, The Neighbourhood Rewatch. Welcome to The Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Some people are asking what award we've won. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, Tim. Oh, Tim, I thought your internet had gone straight away then. <laughs> Just turned out you were having a mini stroke instead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, some people want to know what award. They want to know our credentials. Uh, our credentials are, of course, we are the best neighbours podcast. We're not the only one. We should be the only one. But we're not the only one. But we are the best one. Uh, and we're the best because I have Adam with me. All right. And we have Tim as well. All right. Special guest. Fucking turned Tim. up this time, has he? <laughs> special. Got a special guest this week. It's Tim. You're welcome. <laughs> this will be interesting. Should we do a poll if people prefer Tim as the special guest or our last special guest as the special guest? Let's do it. <laughs> I take on that challenge. Of course, our last special guest was Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler. Uh, what a great guy. What a great guy. If you if you don't know about this, where have you been? Uh, if you haven't heard it, what have you been doing? Obviously, your day's just fully chock, chock a block. No, no and then fucking excuses, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but if you haven't done any of that, please go back and listen to our chat with. It's all right, no. It's a very good chat. He's a very nice man. Uh, a very thoughtful man. Um, very, very different from his on-screen persona as Darcy Tyler. Uh, don't worry, we'll get to some Darcy Tyler today. Uh, but before we do, let me tell you about the socials, of course, at Watch Neighbour. Uh, we watch these episodes, episodes 4016 to 4020 on Daily Motion on Neighbours UK Fans Forever. And, oh, I don't know what storyline to start with here, to be honest. Uh, let's start with Flick, shall we? That whole, that whole fucking mess. So, Tim, if you remember from last time you were on the podcast... Uh, 1985. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Flick had showed up at Joe and Lynn's door to apologise uh, and to talk things out. And she does try to talk, but Joe just stares her down the entire time. Uh, looks like he wants to actually physically fight her. Uh, t- t- tells Tad to leave. He's like, you need to leave this room right now, Tad. And Tad's like, oh, but no, Flick. Okay, see them. Bye. I'm off. I'm not getting any fucking way near this. No part of Joe Scully. He, want, he wants no part of Joe Scully. I don't think any man in the right mind would. I don't think anyone's ever tried to start a fight with Joe Scully. Someone starts to give him some shit at the end, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we will. But yeah, a one-on-one fight, nobody is challenging Joe Scully at all. You've got to, you've got to go and be horrible and mean and nasty and underhanded to try and get any sort of upper hand on Joe Scully. Uh, so, he, he, but he doesn't say anything to Flick. He waits for Lynn to get back uh, and then just starts screaming at her to the point where she leaves. Uh, she goes to the coffee shop. And Taz's like, oh, how did that go? And she's like, dog shit, it went terribly. And he went, well, yeah, I thought it might do. 
Uh, also, by the way, I think Stu's trying to bang you, so just watch out for that. <laughs> uh, she goes, right, thank you very much. Uh, she goes, she's like, right, I'm going to go back around and spot, speak to Joe Scully again. Um, she calls him Joe Scully. Great, great. <laughs> Joe Scully. <laughs> uh, and he tells her in devastating fashion that he's ashamed of her. Uh, that could hit harder than any blow from Joe Scully, if I'm honest. If Joe Scully told me he's ashamed of me. This is <laughs> this is the ultimate, like, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed in it. This is, like, the yeah. one that he gets you. I, have, have you ever done that with your kids? Have you ever hit the roof so much that you've not, like, shouted? I can't imagine you shouting. Are you a shouter? No, not really. I am so sure it's happened the other way. Oh, they give him, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are fucking ashamed. <laughs> imagine on trick or treating like tonight this being filmed on halloween by the way thanks for dressing up you two um <laughs> i imagine they were like i'm not with this guy when you when you took him around well jess yeah jess went off with the friends to do it instead rather than doing it with me um uh, yeah and seth was just keeping a, a good enough distance from me while we were walking up to houses what have you have you ever done that though? Have you have you ever been like not shouted then? Have you ever said I'm just I'm so disappointed? Have you ever done that one? No, they've never given me any reason to, to be honest. Fuck off, they're not fucking perfect. <laughs> <laughs> they're lovely kids, but that you're not telling me they've never fucked up and you've gone, ah, oh, you've let them have it a little bit. Not that I can think of. No wonder they're fucking smashing windows and stealing cars and stuff. <laughs> this is the problem with the world. Passive passive parents like myself. I see, I don't, in my job, I don't shout. I shout very rarely, very, very rarely. And that's because it means more if you shout rarely. If you shout all the time, like some people are always fucking moaning. You think no one gives a shit because you're always doing it. So you've got to limit it and make it mean something when you do give them the shit. And then a lot of the time as well, I'll do, I've got the face. So you've got to have a face that makes them think, oh shit, they're either pissed off or really disappointed. And I think I've got that down. I've got I've got the pretty face. You get it more than any of the kids that <laughs> work. It's that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so annoyed. I don't know what to say. I'm just going to look at you. <laughs> I'm very familiar with that face, yes. <laughs> Tim, what about, if you ever give uh, your parents cause? To I give think you've got face? to do the other way around. Has Grace ever done that face to you, Tim? <laughs> oh, every day. <laughs> What's the last time Grace gave you the look like Timothy? No. When when has she done that to you? The le- the latest time, because like you say, I imagine it happens a lot. Um Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do? Care, care to explain why? Um go check if she's in. She's looking! He's actually looking to shit, see if she's there. Oh my god. This is like now, but this now looks like one of those fucking hostage videos in <laughs> Taliban. You that, and now it looks like you're sat on that chair. She's behind the camera saying, Read these signs now. <laughs> and she's going to come in in a minute with a fucking balaclava on, and that'll be the end of Tim. 
<laughs> Blink twice for save me, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> he, genu- he genuinely won't tell us now. He's, he's he bitched out. He's, a, he's afraid. <laughs> no, I can tell you. Um, now, I, I got in a car and the radio was just pumping out some generic radio on bullshit. Um, I handled it for about 10 seconds and then I was like, no, I need to turn it off. So I turned it off. And then I apparently did it in a bit more of a aggressive way than I should have. And she wasn't best pleased. <laughs> and that was that. I was wrong. Um, <laughs> I'd just like to say publicly. <laughs> you was wrong. I don't know. Was it Scott Mills? Because if it was Scott Mills, I'd turn it off aggressively too. I'm not even sure. Don't know what it was. But it was honestly just the most vapid, pointless, generic beating shit that no one was really getting anything out of listening to that. It's background noise, even if you can handle it. It's a bit so. like our podcast, really. Pretty much. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't turn this off, though. Fucking hell, I'd be fuming. If anybody just turned that off... I if you were listening to this off. podcast in a car and then someone just, like, said no and turned it off without, like, <laughs> due cause, that guy's a cunt, right? <laughs> 100%. Especially if I'm, like, trying to broaden the audience... And I'm showing a couple of my other friends. And Jay's like, no, I'm embarrassed now. (laughs) I was not embarrassed. (laughs) I was just sick of my own voice. For the first time ever, probably. (laughs) Yeah, it it happens very rarely, but I was sick of my own voice. (laughs) Just think of everyone else every time you lean into the mic and like, hi, everyone. That's that's what it's like. Anyway, getting back onto the storyline, um, Lynn tries to to reconcile Steph and Flick, and Steph's like, "No, not a fucking chance." Gives a gives her a wedding ring or the engagement ring to Flick and goes, "Hey, this is what you fucking wanted. Have it. It's yours." By the way, you're not my sister anymore. Just more devastating words for Flick. Um, later on, Joe gives Stu a job. Because Stu uh, was told by Drew Kirk if he went after Flick to town helper, he wouldn't have a job to come back to. And to be fair to Drew, man of his word, came back, went now. Get out. I didn't think Get he would in. be. I think he'd crumble a little bit and go, yeah, you shouldn't have done it, but obviously, yeah, come back in. It's it's all good. He done it. He fucks him off. Fucks him off. So Joe gives him a job, uh, which Steph gets pretty upset about. Uh, but then Joe gives her a good speaking to. And was like... Sorry, go on then. No, she she does she doesn't like it at first. She kicks off and storms out of the coffee shop. But later, like you say, he does speak to her and he and he like talks around a little bit and she does realise the error of her ways. Stu it won he, he hasn't done anything wrong. He he went to look after Flick. It's not his fault. Flick was a dickhead. Um so Steph is like, Yeah, give him a job. He is a good guy and he'll work hard for you, and it's all kind of sorted out. Yeah. And the thing for me, what he says, he just goes. Why aren't you just mad at Mark? He's the one you should be mad at. And that makes absolute perfect sense. This is the guy, this is the guy who had the choice. Uh, and then from that point on as well, Mark's just acting a right cunt from the, this point onwards. He's being a right cunt. He's still knocking about. He's never at the hotel anymore. He's never in a suit anymore. Like as far as we know, that's still his job. Why wouldn't it be? But he's just getting about in t-shirt and jeans now being an absolute cunt, which is good in a way because now you're actually seeing some range, a little bit of character development from the guy. Because up until now, 
he is shocking. We spoke to a great actor the other day who talked about this and how to develop a character and make make a name for yourself. He was it was very insightful. Mark is finally showing us something. I'm glad to see. If, even if you're showing showing being a cunt, at least we're seeing something. Yeah. Well, I imagine he's on his honeymoon still. He's booked a couple of weeks off for his honeymoon. But obviously, he's not taking it. So he's just kind of hanging around Erinsborough. Fair point. I'm surprised he's not taken one of the other bitches to the honeymoon. Because I, I'm really shocked he didn't try it on with somebody else. Don't know who. Someone so else. Like, so I at some point, some, he, he's arguing with someone. I can't remember if it's Drew or Stu that he's arguing with. And they turn around and go, oh, yeah, you have to shell next. Yeah, he does say, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> so that is a that is a sick burn, as they say. Uh... <laughs> wow, they <laughs> do say that. Have you never heard that phrase before, Tim? Not out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Mark's a, Mark's a bit of a cunt to Drew at the pub. Um... Lou kicks him out of the pub. Yeah, Lou kicks him out of the pub. He comes in for a drink. He's like, I'll have a drink. And he, Lou's like, no, you won't. And he went, he says, yeah, Lou, he said, Lou says, bar's closed. And he looks around to a full pub and goes, doesn't look closed. And Lou goes, is to you, cunt. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, he, he shows up at the Scully's house to try and talk to Lynn because he reckons he can sweet talk the mum. Uh, Steph recognises his flash car straight away, comes in, just fucking smacks him one. Uh, nice. Yeah, she channels that anger. Uh, and then, yeah, and then he's a, he's a country stew. Who smacks him one? <laughs> well, uh, so at that point then, uh, he decides to, to to tag team up with someone because he wants to get back at Stu. This is knows, so weird. Yeah, because he wants to get back at him. He's like, oh, so you're working for Joe now? Hmm, have you got your papers? I don't think you have. You haven't got, you haven't got the relevant paperwork for this. <laughs> so what would you need? Well, it's something to do with being unionised. I don't know. Something union and they need to have safety checks or something. So he goes to... Do you remember Maury, Tim? Do you remember this guy? No. He was suing Carl Kennedy because his wife had something wrong with her elbow and Carl missed it for some reason. Okay, I remember the storyline. Yeah, and he was working for Joe when it was causing friction between Joe, so Joe just fired him off. So unlikely tag team with Maury... Uh, Mark and Maury team up, and he's like, "Right, you still work in the business? Go cause some shit on the on the work site because they're working at the school now. They're doing some extension at Erinsborough High. Um, so he just shows up and starts causing shit and saying, you know, this cunt hasn't got the right paperwork. Blah blah blah. And um, so <laughs> I, I just got a real big smug. It's just funny, like the, I'm laughing at the storyline. It's just so, like we haven't seen Murray for about a year, and they've just brought him back out of absolutely nowhere. Some guy who he's never spoke to before, Mark, not no clue who this guy is, comes up and goes, "Ah, oh, you like you like being a, a bit of a cunt to Joe Scully, don't you?" And Murray's going, "Oh yeah, I'm always, <laughs> yeah, I am." Um, so he's, he they team up. So such a weird combo. I know. Like, how did he get hold of him? Did he go to like the yellow pages and just like? Find enemies of Joe Scully list. Maybe. Did Maury have an advert think, out? Do you think that the writers actually just went through the whole cast list and thought he's completely by himself here? That like we need to try to make it a bit more of a of a team thing, but there's no one who actually has anything against Joe Scully. And 
He's the only person. He's like, yeah, who's who's got something against Joe Scully? No one really. He's fucking awesome. What about that weasel face Mori from a year ago? <laughs> That'll do. Give him a call, see if he's still acting. Yeah. Can we get him on? Well, we'll have a look at getting him on. Let's try and get yeah, him on. Tim, you're out now. again next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it causes all sorts of shit, which then leads to uh, the third in this trilogy of shit fights between Mark and Stu. <laughs> uh, I think someone actually lands a punch in this one. Stu hits him this time. Yeah, so but Mark Stein off. Mark is a proper weaselly bastard as well. Like when you don't see him in a shoot in a suit that's far too big, a bit like um, I don't know, maybe someone's at a wedding. I don't know. Um, you <laughs> need. That's what happens when you've got no neck. Um, <laughs> that was the smallest suit size I could get. That was thirty-six inch chest, small. <laughs> what was what size was the leg? Um. <laughs> 23, 23, 23, 23 and a half inches, something like that. But Mark, he's, he's, like Stu, he's not a massive guy, but he's he's fairly all right built, isn't he? Like he would take Mark to, he'd, he'd take him out no problem. But Mark is giving it the big and pulling him by his collar and everything, threatening him to knock him out. And then Stu hits him in the face. I think now though, Mark's going to just like say, or oh, he attacked me and try and sue him or something. Yeah, probably. Like I, like I said, I think that the trilogy of shit fights is done now. He's he's going to go down legal routes, isn't he? And try and get some money out of Stu. And Stu's got no money. He's not got a job. Nope. Joe's probably going to have to let him go now because of this whole shit as well. So Stu's going to be in a bit of a dilemma, I reckon. And who's going to help him? Maybe Flick. Do you reckon he's going to work? Does he end up with Flick for a bit? I don't know. I can't remember. I mean, all that I don't know. it'd be weird for him to not massively hint at this storyline without trying to see it through at some point and try to do something about it. Because even Joe even confronts him at one point. He's like, sure, you're not trying to bang my daughter? And he's like, nope, definitely not, Joe. Not a problem. <laughs> uh, definitely not. She is just a friend. Uh, that shell, though. <laughs> Peter or no Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's where we leave that. Uh, do you want to hear about the calendar, Tim? Oh, this is this is a storyline, Tim. You want yeah. to hear about the calendar? This was the one that this started a while ago, didn't it? It did, yeah. It's been on the back burner a little bit. What's good, Tim, is if you listen to our chat with uh, Dr. Darcy Mark Raffi, he gives us a, some insight into the scenes that he filmed for oh, the God. calendar. Sutton, so, and it's good. It is good if you if you get a chance to listen in the next, you know six months or something, whenever you, you've got a free moment. Um, give it a listen, everyone. It's pretty good. I'm in the car driving to work tomorrow. Yeah, if, if, if your journey is, like, quite long, you know, good 40-something minutes maybe, yeah. plenty of time to listen to that podcast. I'll be doing it. Or if it's not, you could listen to, like, half of it on the way there and then half on the way back. Yeah. As long like, as there's not, like, some inane radio bullshit on someone else's car, car radio. <laughs> yeah, and if it does come on too loud, don't turn it off too aggressively. <laughs> come on. Just a nice, respectful volume down. Do you realise I can't get her to ever listen to this now? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be embarrassed anyway, so I'd be all shy. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about the calendar. Of course, there's already one month in the bag, it is Dr. Darcy. As Tarzan. Uh, but Harold's still horrified about it all. 
And Lou suddenly, despite being on board with this initially, like going, yeah, this is a good idea. This is, you know, it's raising money for the church that I burnt down. Uh, he's all of a sudden fuming about it and does not want to be any part about of it at all. Uh, so Rosie's like, yeah, fuck this. I'm, I'm done with this. Uh, Harold changes his mind because he doesn't. Harold's like, he doesn't like people being mad at him or upset with him. So he apologised to Rosie and thinks, all right, I've apologised now. Everything will be fine. But it's it's a bullshit apology. He doesn't mean a single word of it. And Rosie calls him out for it in the in the coffee shop. Uh, she does a bit of a rousing speech and the whole coffee shop looks around and starts applauding her and going, yeah. Yeah, the Catholic Church, yeah. And <laughs> uh, so Rosie then apologises to Harold later on uh, for being... Get to the fucking good stuff. This is boring. <laughs> but the, the, because this is, it's just bizarre because then Lou is suddenly back on board out of nowhere. He's like, do you know what? I've had a look at these p- pictures of Darcy and I got a bit of a chub on. So let's do the chat. Let's do the calendar. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because this is how this is. I felt like this is how it went. So the Lou sees the pictures of Darcy dressed in his Tarzan stuff. All of a sudden, <laughs> Lou speaks to Harold and convinces Harold that they should take over making the calendar. Soft porn, let's be honest. Of all the men on the show taking pictures of them all and stuff like that, like that's normal. He says, oh, we'll we'll just, ba- we'll, I'm going to say it like this, we'll just bash it out for her. He's, <laughs> that's what he pretty much says. And they start making the calendar and asking the other male characters in the, in the show Neighbours to get naked for them while they take their picture. It's so weird how this is the way the storyline has gone. It is very, very bizarre. Uh, they asked Tad, and Tad's like, no, I'm 15. I'm not getting naked. <laughs> 15? <laughs> You're like my granddad? No. It's fucking weird. Uh, but then they next go to Drew Kirk, and he's like, well, yeah, I'm going to have to. Well, Lou kind of bribes him because he's had some termite problems at Lou's house that he's living rent-free. So Lou's like, right, I told the termite people come around on Monday on the condition you get your cock out right now. <laughs> cock out. <laughs> <laughs> so and they've got like, Drew Kirk with his cock out, like <laughs> going, he's gone full mechanic. He's gone full dirty mechanic. So they've got him, like, bent over this car, cock out, and they're just taking his picture. And it's this was really funny. So Drew's like this, like, I feel a bit uncomfortable here, here guys. And they're like, no, no. What, did they say, show me a come-hither look? Imagine <laughs> Libby, your wife, was here. Show me the look you'd give her with your cock. It's so <laughs> odd. But then what was funny while this is going on, you see in the background, because it's at the garage, you see this car like go coming past, screech to a halt and reverse back. And it's Carl Kennedy driving <laughs> this fucking car. He comes out, gets behind Lou and Harold and going and pretty much says, How come you've got how come Drew's got his cock out? <laughs> <laughs> So that's weird, and and like he gives, and Drew's like, oh fucking hell, this is he's, he's going to give me a load of shit, and Carl does give him a load of shit. Then it cuts to the Kennedy's house. Do you want to tell him? Yeah, and so uh, Carl's got his cock out on the couch. 
<laughs> but he's dressed as Caesar. He's dressed as Caesar with his cock out with some grapes on the couch while Harold and Lou take pictures of him in his house. This well, this is this is like particularly weird even for neighbours. What yeah. well thing is as well, because Carl sees this happening and starts watching and then starts directing, going, Oh, actually, the lighting's better here. Let's get 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 the light on his balls, it'll shine nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then he's like, are you not going to ask me to be in the calendar? And they're like, oh, no, not really. We've already got a doctor. And he went, what do you mean? Well, we got Darcy. And he's like, fucking get get to my house now. Yeah. You two, pack up here. It. Get to my fucking house. Take a look at my cock. And they're right round. And then Susan walks in on this fucking orgy that's going on. <laughs> she she doesn't, re- she doesn't really say, she just says something like, I don't want to know. And just yeah. fucking walks out again. I, I just feel that's exactly the response that Jonathan would get from Peyton. <laughs> yeah, very similar. Yeah. I imagine this is not the first time she's coming to see Simone cock out on the couch eating a load of crazy. And Susan Kennedy as well. Nice. Yeah, so there we go. That's the calendar story I like. Who's now. next? Who do you think's next? Because they, they've only got th- three, four months or something done. Yeah, there's there's a lot more. I think they're going to get told yeah. next. They need Harold. See, I think that's going to be the, the the end. They're like, oh fuck, who do we get for month number twelve? And It'll be right. a Christmassy thing. And then them two, yeah, them two have to get the cocks out. He'll get his baubles out. <laughs> they will. G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Though I'd like to know what awards they won. They didn't tell me. And this, to be fair, this is this little segment's got a jingle as well. Oh, wait, I don't know. <laughs> oh, have you not listened to the podcast, Adam? You've been too busy. Why? I thought, go on. I don't know now then. Go on. Oh, so uh, Darth Alder, of course. Has this got a jingle? She's got a little jingle, yeah. She's Fuck got off, little... I've not listened to this. A little kind of sombre little bit of music going on, kind of Darth, uh, Darth Vader-esque. Okay, nice. Just a little one. Sombre Darth Vader music. Interesting. What the fuck does I'm that listen mean? to it. Yeah, no, I, I understand, but like, what the fuck is sombre Darth Vader music? Oh, you've never seen You've got to listen to find out, Tim. And I know what Darth Vader music is. I don't know what sombre Vader music is. I'll he's already to pretty somber. Yeah, he's pretty somber to begin with, but he's probably thinking about Padme or something. That's the somber part. No, I prefer Padme. No, no, more. you've no. got to, yeah, you've got to see the prequels for that, and you suppose you haven't watched Star Wars at all, have you, Tim? What the fuck are we doing? No, I haven't. Not interested. I'm barely interested in fucking neighbors at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you've seen as much Star Wars as you have neighbors, I think. No, it's close. It's close. <laughs> so this is a fucking stupid storyline as well uh, so it starts off with Carl who's got the shits <laughs> <laughs> he really has as well this is I forgot about this at one point he's got his cock out eating some grapes this is, that's at the end he's completely forgotten that he had the shits for the other four episodes we watched this week <laughs> that's the storyline he's got the shits what can we do with Carl this week give him the shits <laughs> so he's got the shits and he, you see him rush into his house and he's throwing his keys around and he's trying to get his belt undone and he goes into the and he goes into the bathroom and he's like nah 
And then fucking Val is in there bathing the dogs. And she's like, oh, mate, I'm sorry. I was bathing the dogs. I didn't think you were going to be going to be back this early. He's like, I've got the fucking shits. I don't know why he didn't go to work. To I don't know why he just didn't have the shits at work. I don't know why he got the shits on the way home. Yeah, he could have done, actually. I don't know. Maybe he knew it was going to take five flushes to get it down, so he wanted to drop it at home. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't. I don't think his would have been as solid as that. He was struggling. I reckon it, yeah, his was coming out like treacle. I imagine. Oh. This is why Jay's been ill. He keeps saying, "Oh, I got it from Seth." No, you did it because you shat out your entire immune system in this. It fucking. It wasn't a log. It was a, an entire fucking trees were. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> I have to now explain this. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't explain it to Darcy last week. <laughs> He's a doctor, he might have prescribed something. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, me and Adam went to see Tim the other weekend uh, for a bit of a stag do. Uh, me and Adam stayed nearby in a nice, lovely little Airbnb, but it was kind of like a garden house. So, it was on someone else's property, but a nice little kind of summer garden house. You can't play in the plumbing already. <laughs> so, oh, it was just an I don't know. No, it wasn't. Listeners, I know what you're thinking. Oh, the plumbing's not great in those places. Uh, like, they're probably perfectly lovel- lovely uh, premises and, you know, got a nice comfy bed and a good overhead shower. Uh, I know what the le- listeners are really thinking. They're thinking, I bet he's done a massive fucking shit. <laughs> Let's find out. So, we had a pretty busy weekend. I don't. Uh, so we went out Friday to you know had some nice Thai food, uh, and then Saturday we was lunch, and then an even nice evening meal as well. Uh, and it was all nice and busy, and you know I just hadn't maybe had time to go deposit any of the things that I'd. Uh... <laughs> so by Sunday morning, you haven't you haven't shit since Thursday is what you told us. Yeah, basically, yeah. And, and then uh, so, fucking went for it. So, so I woke up Sunday morning and went, oh, yeah, I need to go do that. So I went to do that, flushed, as I always remember. I'm very good like that. I do always remember to flush. Um, and then Tim came around <laughs> and was, oh, can I use your tub before you go? Yeah, it's in there, no problem. Comes back out with the most horrified look I've ever seen. <laughs> Physically trying to jump out of his skin. Uh, was the best way I can describe it. I went, what's wrong? And he went, you couldn't even really put the words together, could you? (laughs) Kind of pointed to it. So I went back in and went, oh. (laughs) That didn't didn't go. Bit embarrassing. A little bit embarrassing. Gave it a flush. (laughs) Didn't go down. Gave it a third flush. Didn't go down. Gave it a fourth. Didn't go down. Give it a fifth flush. It stayed down. Right. You've not even told that story right. No. You you flushed it the second time after I was terrified and didn't yeah. want to go in there. You went in there, closed the door, flushed it, like came out right, it's sorted. Sorted it. Sorted it. I flushed it now. Sorted. Five minutes later, I was still too scared to go in there. But Adam was like, right, I need to go before we go out. Adam went in there. Came out pissing inside, pissing inside, laughing. It's still there. It's still there. It was still there. No, I think it had just reappeared. I think it had gone and got lost. <laughs> just found its way back to the Honestly, start again. Right. So, like sometimes you do that. Like, if you're lost, you want to go back to start and then. It was the, I, I, honestly, I'd never want to see anything like it again. It was a, it was horrendous. 
I've <laughs> never seen anything like that. I'm, you know, we've all had a shit before. <laughs> Everyone who's listening to this has had a shit. Never like that. Honestly, I cannot, I cannot overstate this enough. It was ridiculous. In, in other news, I can highly recommend the uh, Aubergine Parmigiana from Prezzo. <laughs> <laughs> Our poor listeners. Comes out just as it came in. So yeah, Carl's got the shits. He's got um, fairly different from me. It's, I imagine it's the runs. Uh, so yeah, but you can't have it. You can't go in there because Valder's back in the dogs. Uh, and then Carl's letting he because dogs are smelly. He wafts the front door to let out, to air it out a little bit, uh, and leaves the door open. And the dogs are like, "Right, freedom! Get away from this fucking crazy lady and that massive fucking shit that's in the toilet." Uh, so they run for their lives. Uh, so Valda goes chasing off after them, and Carl tries to. And then this is just a really fucking bizarre scene where he tries to run outside and he can't because he's got the stomach cramped, and then. Just looks up to the sky and just goes, Valda! And then, like, they do the overhead shot, I'm in everything. It's why are you shaking your head, Adam? That's what happens. Because he doesn't shout Valda. Does he not shout Valda? What does he shout? He shouts Stella. Oh, the dog. That's the name of the dog. And the reason it's shot like this, and the reason why they make him shout Stella, is because it is a spoof shot of a streetcar named Desire in which the character, I think it's Marlon Brando, that could be wrong though, um, shouts Stella, like he's in love with Stella. They do it in The Simpsons at one point. Ned Flanders does it. Um, yeah, that's what it's a rip-off of. Bizarre. I don't, bizarre. Media, stu- Media Studies, Berry College, 2001. There you go. So this is why we're awesome, but Neighbours is shit. Just, like, we, we've added context to that, but also highlighting... Why the fuck would Neighbours need to do a tribute to a great movie with Carl Kennedy having diarrhoea? But I think there you go, Tim. I think you've got it backwards again. I think you've missed the fact that Neighbours is fucking awesome that they did it like that. (laughs) And then he's shouting Darth Valder and... (laughs) Maybe we need to pay more attention. Maybe this entire storyline is full of... TV and film references, we're just missing them all. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so from that, the dogs go missing. Valder finds him, but then spins, then lies to Carl, and he's just like, yeah, I can't find him. Um, I'm going to have to stay here a little bit longer so I can find these dogs. But she has found him, the next door, and she's feeding him, and Carl figures this out fucking instantly. Um, and, there's, and finds her out, and it's like, right, sling your up, you're fucking gone now. I don't know if you. So Valda's homeless. So she goes to the coffee shop, uh, bumps into Harold and spins him a whole yarn about the whole thing. You know, Carl's kicked me out, this and that, the other. And, you know, Harold's the, the good Samaritanese. He can't stand for this. So he's like, oh, you can sleep at, uh, you, you can sleep at ours if you want. Don't worry. Tad walks in. He goes, right, Harold. Right, Valda, how's it going? And Harold's like, oh, Tad, sleeping on the couch now, dickhead. Valda's, Valda's in your room with the dogs. Tad's like, the fuck? I've just walked in the coffee shop. And now Tad's homeless. So who So who would, like, and he's, he's there for a little bit and it's a bit shit. Um, who, do you, who do you think might offer Tad an escape route here, Tim? 
He's finding it a bit shit living with Harold, Lou, and Valda and two dogs. Where do you do you think there might be someone, maybe a family or a, like a couple of people who have a house that could maybe take <laughs> in a waif and stray like Tad? What do you think? Yeah, I feel like there's an obvious answer, but it'd be much more funny if it was. No, never mind. Well, obviously the Kennedys. Obviously. I mean, it's just it's just a swap deal. Swap. Yeah. Yeah. So a straight swap. So Tad is now living. At this is literally just like it's a it's a roster deal. It's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. They what? just want someone on different in a different house. So, like, what bullshit can we do to make that happen? Yeah. So, Valder is now living at Harold's uh, and decides to kind of turn up the heat on Harold. She has done herself up all nice, put a nice little nighty on, and accidentally walks into Harold's bedroom. Uh, Harold got his fuck out. <laughs> classic move. Uh, by accident, she was all confused, apparently. That's why she tried getting in his bed, um, which is hugely problematic. But Luke just finds this funny. He just <laughs> Luke comes home just at this time and goes, "Oi, oi, what's going on here? Then you got your cock out." <laughs> yeah, Paul Harold's like, "No, this woman's tried to assault me." And Luke's like, "Oi, yeah. oi, yeah." Harold's pretty much shouting rape at this stage. <laughs> And Lou's like, shall I leave? Lou wants to put this in the calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they enlist uh, Rosie in a scheme to to warn Valder off Harold, because Harold can't do it himself. He's a bit of a pussy. Um, Can't really tell her. So he's like, so Rosie says, don't worry, I'll do it. I hate this bitch, so I'll do it. Uh, So warns her off. And it works very successfully. And you're like, oh, fantastic, brilliant. Uh, This is why they decide to do the calendar as a bit of a thank you to Rosie for getting Valder off Harold's back. But then Valder later on meets her in the street. And he's like, you know what, mate? It's not going to be your year this year. (laughs) You and Lou, I'm going to fuck with both of you. This is not going to fucking happen. You mark my fucking words. So, yeah, it's just bubbling under. Just bubbling under there. Valder is going to try and do something to, to fuck with Rosie and Lou. What do you think she might try and do? Do you think she might accidentally walk into Lou's bedroom one night? I think she's going to try it on, to, try it on with Lou now. Yeah, I think so. Too. That's a very good shout. A very good shout. I I, I'm not even watching it. I can't wait for it to be done. Do you know what? I don't. I think she sticks around for quite a while, you know? She's just controversial for the sake of it, like. But it, there's not, you know, like those those characters that you know that they're the bad guys. Just but they're good at being the bad guys. This is just annoying. What do you think? Yeah, she is. She is annoying. She is annoying. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of like a good bad guy in Neighbours. Who's a good bad guy in Neighbours? Because Mark's a bad guy. And he's doing better. Go on, Tim. Scully's done it. Uh, yeah, Joe Scully's done it. Lou's done it. Just kind of been that, yeah, a little bit of like shady dick kind of a character. Oh, I wonder if there's anybody on the show like that. I mean, there's that there's that weedy Mark guy. He's crap though. Is there any, like, I'm just trying to think if there's anyone who you'd maybe say, yes, yeah, sometimes they're a good guy. Sometimes they're a bad guy. Sometimes they're the guy. 
What do you think? Paul Robinson, he's not there now. Fuck <laughs> off, Tim, you fucking... <laughs> you he's ruining it, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> Adam, can you hear some music? Of course, a man for all seasons, it is Dr. Darcy Tyler. The ego has landed. Um, and this week, he's been asked to run a first aid course. We, um, Somebody's pulled out. Denise is ill. Denise is ill. I was trying to make a pulled out then joke at him, but you ruined it. You No, because you know why I, I jumped in then? Because you were trying to think of a joke. <laughs> So I felt like I'd better save everybody. <laughs> so he's been asked to do it last minute. Um, and Penny's like, oh, I'll come along with you. And Darcy's like, you're not doing a shift at Harold's? Because she's in the cafe and she's like, yeah, I'll be fine. Don't worry. I'll just get Question off. for you about Penny and, and her current job at Harold's. Mm-hmm. She's dropping shit all the fucking time. Well, Would yeah, she it's... still have a job? Well, it plays into storyline later because she does get a little bit of a demotion. Oh, does she? She does. Have you not seen this bit? I. It was boring, some of it. <laughs> so, yeah, but it, it does play into the storyline. So uh, you, you should have persevered there, Adam. Okay. Um, so, yeah, she tags along for this first aid course, just fucks a shift off. Um, is there, of course, because the other week he was choking and he couldn't save her, but don't worry, Darcy was there to save her. He was. He walked straight in the cafe. Don't worry. Don't worry. I've had thee in this position before. Don't you worry. Not a problem. So saves a life straight away. Uh and but Toadie's just a dick about it. He just starts dicking around, he starts messing around with all the equipment, starts pretending to wrestle the fucking dummy. It just be a complete dick about it. So Darcy teaches him a lesson, and rightfully so. Uh so they get to do all the bandage work on Toadie and they tie him all up in loads of with loads of bandages. And he goes, Right, pub lunch, come on, it's on me. And just leave Toadie there. And he's like, what about me? He's all fucking... And he just leaves him there. Toadie eventually gets himself free, comes to the pub and is like, what the fuck was that about? Why did you just leave me here? And Darcy's like, listen, con, I take my job very fucking seriously. When I'm not when I'm not at work, I might be a dick, but when I'm at work, I'm taking my job fucking seriously and you better fucking take it seriously too. And Toadie's like, oh, fuck. I've not seen this side of Darcy before. So he goes back... So then after lunch, after the lunch break, uh, and starts starts doing things properly. Uh, starts talking to Penny, and Penny speaks all sorts of wonderful things about Darcy, how he's just a wonderful man, what a great man he is. Uh, and Darcy gives Toadie a bit of praise by the end as well. Really awkwardly, kind of just goes, yeah, you 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 did some good work at the end, mate. Uh, kind of. It's quite it's nice, isn't it? Because they do not nice. get along. But he, he he gives him a bit of praise, tells him he's done a good job. Told he's like, cheers, mate. Darcy's like, no problem. It's quite nice. I quite liked it. Darcy, good guy. Great guy. <laughs> Absolutely great guy. Until uh, he's not again. Yeah. Well, so Penny's, after the course of finishes, Penny's like, right, I've made a decision. She's like, what? What is that? And he's like, I'm not going to be your patient anymore. So we can start fucking. <laughs> and Darcy's like, shit, why didn't I think about that before, really? Uh, so they have a little kiss. 
we have a good old kiss up in the uh, in the hospital. But of course, who's going to walk in on that moment? Who do you think out of all the people, Tim, we're going to walk in on that moment? Carl Kennedy. Not Carl Kennedy, no. Is right. it Flick? <laughs> it's not Flick. Think about the scorned X of Darcy's. Um, the scorned X of Darcy. It is. It is D-Bliss. That's what I thought. Locked in. She's not impressed, is she, at all? No. Well, this she doesn't know the information. She doesn't know Penny's signed on with another, uh, with another doctor. Uh, I mean, I hope she doesn't have the same problem as I do with the dentist. Like, I hope she signed on at a surgery that actually has a doctor in the NHS. Useful. Useful, yeah. Have uh, you ever asked one of the waitresses, have you ever gone, actually, we work together, like I'm, I work here as well, you are a waitress, I am a manager of the place, we can't possibly do this. Ethics. Have you ever done that? Have you ever, like... Had to le- like ask the waitress to maybe not work there anymore, so that you could pursue a proper relationship all above board. Is that- I'm so sure he said, "Look, I've got some good news and some bad news. The bad news is you fired. The good news is we can go bang now." <laughs> so there was a word you said. It began with an E. What what was that word? You said like F. Ethics. No. What what are those? There you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was a special moment. That's his answer. Uh, no, I've never done that at all. Uh, Good. <laughs> Don't spoil the illusion. I'm not, I'm not, bound, I'm not bound by the, the Hippocratic Oath. Uh, I am bound by no oath. Well, apart from the marriage one. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, they have have a good old kiss up and Dee catches them. Um, So, next day, it's Darcy's day off. He's earned the day off. He's had to do a last-minute first-aid course. Penny's working, of course, and Darcy goes in to get a coffee. Uh, Penny instantly spills, two, I think, two cups of coffee on Carl. Um, which is... She's always dropping shit. She's always dropping shit. She's fucking terrible. Uh, But she is really hot, so she managed to keep hold of a job. Uh, Harold's like, fucking hell, get get in the back. I can't have you spilling any more shit on people. Just get in the back and just chop some veggies up. Uh, So she does that. Darcy follows her in there just because it's his day off. He's got nothing else to do. So he just starts hanging around in the kitchen in the back at Harold's cafe. Uh, But she's really, guess what? She's really shit at chopping veg as well. <laughs> so you cut to a scene later on and Darcy's cutting the veg for her and doing all the prep work. Well, she's just sat at her ass doing that. Uh, but Darcy, great with a with a scalpel, not so great with a chopping knife, cuts his finger. And then he's like, don't worry, I, I can do first aid. She's Let's first do aid course. She's just on a first aid course, yeah. She's freshly trained. Uh, don't worry, I'll look after you, you know. Hold your head up, you know, above your head, that stuff. Put some bandage on. It's the worst fucking bandage you've ever seen in your life. Uh, but she puts it in and she goes, oh, right. So this is kind of like, I'm the doctor and you're the patient. Oh, this would be wrong if we did anything in this kitchen right now. <laughs> and it yeah, turns into... out. Yeah, and it turns into a bit of sexy role play. Uh, with the conclusion being that they 
bang on the kitchen table in front of me. <laughs> overall, they detarnish all that veg that they've just chopped. That's all going to have to get binned. There's no way you can keep all that now. Well, didn't they? It's a shame, really. They shouldn't have chopped that cucumber. It would have come in handy, I imagine. <laughs> so there we go. That's 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 how we leave it. They they've had a nice little kitchen shag, and <laughs> can't beat one of them, can you? <laughs> Horrible man. <laughs> Oh, this podcast is a state <laughs> and a right little, right good kitchen shag. <laughs> is that this week's title episode? A right good kitchen shag. Yeah, I hope so. I'll listen if you name it that. I'll actually listen to it. <laughs> so there we go. That's where we leave it. They're not doing anything wrong. She's signed on somewhere else now. But uh, I think the outside world is probably going to judge a little bit and maybe cause a bit of problems for Darcy. And he's going to have to defend himself, even though he's not really in the wrong at this point. Uh, unless Maury starts poking his fucking nose in. Who knows? I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the next five episodes, though. Yeah, do you know what the best part of this podcast, finishing this podcast is? Eight is fucking over for you two. I'm sure that's the biggest relief. <laughs> and then you don't have to do this for at least another week. But for me, it's like, oh, once I've edited it, I get to watch more Neighbours. I get five whole episodes to watch. I mean, sometimes I want to watch 20, maybe. You want to, but you don't. I want to, but now that'd be too much. Sometimes you can have too much of a good thing. So It's like five... your shit again. <laughs> that, was a 20 ep- that was a 20 episode shit, wasn't it? <laughs> and, and, and that's a good uh, morale for all our listeners, really, I'd say, is that don't store up and do a 20 episode shit just let it out in little five episodes yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, we've watched some good neighbours uh, we've had some good shits <laughs> we've had some good shits <laughs> we'll see you next week everyone if you'd like early access to the extended versions of this podcast, don't forget you can subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash neighbourhood rewatch for just £1 a month. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at watchneighbour. And you can also leave us a like and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts.